What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today I am going to be discussing a topic that is a frequent topic around these parts. If you've been following for any length of time, you understand that we like to focus on your personality. We think that matters. We think that's kind of a big deal in the overall landscape of creating the results that you desire. And it goes much deeper than the surface level stuff that I talk about on other shows and interviews. And the best way to describe it is that your personality is the greatest conduit to enjoying the process and staying more consistent. And that's like the, the long and the short of it. It's, it's very straightforward. It's not complicated. It's literally as simple as your personality creates more enjoyment through the process and greater consistency in following a plan. There's a reason for that. And before I get into the reason, I want you to do me a favor and I want you to let me know if you're enjoying this show, if you're enjoying the content, uh, post a five-star rating and review on Apple podcast, and please do me a favor, take a screenshot of the episode, post it to your stories on Instagram and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. I love to see who's listening. I know there's a lot of repeat listeners who will screenshot and post, and I, I absolutely love that. Nothing makes me happier than to see all of you beautiful people from around the world who are listening to the show, who are gaining some sense of value from the shit that comes out of my mouth that's in my brain. Um, so it really means the world uh, to me if you're willing to share and spread the love. So let's get into your personality. Again, at a very high level, surface level, it creates more enjoyability and it creates greater consistency. And the reason for that is because if we understand the way that we're wired, if we understand our nature, if we understand our tendencies, if we understand our strengths and weaknesses, it is much easier to come up with a plan that fits those things versus works against those things. So working against your nature is a major stress. There is actually a lot of evidence to suggest that internally working against your nature, doing something against your nature has a longer recovery window than working with your nature. Now, it's very important to note that when I say that, it doesn't mean that you can't change. It doesn't mean that you can't learn new skills through the process. For example, if you are naturally introverted like myself, you can become more extroverted. However, initially, being extroverted will create more of a stress response. It's uncomfortable. It's not familiar. So you are exerting more effort and energy through that process. Now, when it comes to fitness and nutrition, it is my belief that if we work with our nature, we can alleviate some of the stress that already exists within our daily lives to help your body respond in an optimal way, to help your body respond the way that you want it to. Just consider like if you were to start dating, you probably, you may already have a, a life partner, a wife or husband or whatever your situation is, or you might be single. It doesn't matter. Let's just play the hypothetical game real quick. If you were single and you wanted to start dating, you're like, you know what? I'm going to go on to this dating app. I'm going to find one that I think is cool and I'm going to fill out this profile and I'm going to start looking for a potential match. 
Would you say that personality is one of the most important factors in making that decision? I would say yes. Of course, there's some stuff that you're going to look for, like attraction and things like that. But a lot of times you're just looking for the personality. Like, who is this other person? What are their interests? What do, what do they value? What type, are they funny? What type of person are they? Right, you look at the personality. The way that most programs are designed is they ignore that individual personality and they only use kind of the objective data metrics to determine what plan you should be following. Like, well, I know your age, weight, height, sex, activity level, so now I can effectively provide a plan. No, you actually can't. And there is a lot of evidence to suggest that doing it that way will uh, dramatically lower your, your chances of success. We see this across the board. When the individual is ignored, the results suffer. Period. The end. When the individual is ignored, the results suffer. So the reason we take a personality-based approach at the highest level is because it helps you with consistency and it helps you with enjoyability. So let's break this down. What is your, how does your training, I mean, how does your personality impact training, nutrition, lifestyle? So if you've ever looked like, first of all, if you're a coach, you already know intuitively, you've seen that, especially if you've coached people in person, I think that's one of the most valuable experiences because when you're a coach and you have in-person clients, it's, it doesn't take long to recognize that people respond differently to different things. So I could say one thing to one client and it just absolutely clicks, like they get it right away. And then I say the exact same thing to another client and they're like, um, what the hell are you talking about? And you have to find a different way to communicate the same point. That's individual differences. That means that there's not just one way. There's no such thing as a one size fits all approach. So like you, you might notice that some people gravitate towards CrossFit while others prefer bodybuilding. Others prefer powerlifting. Others prefer orange theory, things like that. Nutritionally speaking, we have diets all over the spectrum from keto to high carb and everything in between. Some people prefer, you know, one to two meals per day and fasting and other people prefer six meals per day and snacking all day. It's not random. These things are not random. There is a reason. It's your personality tells us what you are more likely to gravitate towards. And we understand that if you enjoy that process, you're more likely to stay consistent. So when we look at personality characteristics, it gives us your personality traits, give us the, the best insight into your brain chemistry and your neurotransmitter balance. Even looking at a blood test does not give a clear picture of your brain chemistry and neurotransmitter balance. And I'll explain that in a second. But understand neurotransmitters, they're simply, they're simply, they're simply, I was combining my next word, simply chemical messengers that control everything we do and feel. You cannot have a process in the body that occurs without neurotransmitters kind of steering the ship, sending those signals. Everything from mood, emotions, muscle contractions, confidence, fear, anxiety, digestion, blood flow, all controlled by neurotransmitters. So once again, you might say, well, why don't we just get a blood, a blood test and we can see the levels of certain neurotransmitters that give us some quality information. 
The problem with that is the blood test only gives you a snapshot in time and it does not give you information about the system as a whole. Like let's use dopamine as an example, a neurotransmitter that is responsible for, for pleasure and reward seeking and motivation and drive. So if I get a blood test and it says I have high dopamine levels, right, then you might start to make assumptions about what that means. People with high levels of dopamine are typically very extroverted risk takers, natural leaders, very explosive personalities. Um, they like to, um, you know, have pleasure seeking behaviors, things like that. So the blood test might show high dopamine and you might make the assumption about who I am as a person and the characteristics and all that. But what if the dopamine system as a whole is not functioning properly, meaning that the high levels of dopamine are one thing, but the, my dopamine receptors are resistant to the dopamine that I'm, that I'm producing. So I may have desensitized my dopamine receptors, which means the dopamine I'm producing does not have the effect that you would think with high dopamine. And you can say the same thing about any neurotransmitter. We need to understand the system as a whole, which is where personality comes into play. Your personality traits give us information about the system as a whole. And it's the most accurate way to make that conclusion. Personality traits are the most is looking at personality characteristics is the most accurate way to make a conclusion about brain chemistry and neurotransmitter balance when looking at the system as a whole. So we can, we can understand neurotransmitter dominance based off of personality characteristics. Meaning if dopamine is your dominant neurotransmitter system, we might be able to make that determination based off of your personality, based off of your extrovertedness, based off of your natural ability to lead and learn quickly, based off of your, um, you know, very goal-driven mindset. You're, you might be uh, super focused on achieving goals. You might be a risk taker. You might be somebody who, um, you know, has kind of the, the personality of, of somebody who is easily addicted to your own dopamine where you're seeking reward and pleasure through dangerous activities or poor quality food choices like fast food or like jumping out of an airplane or drugs or alcohol, or even just set, you know, being addicted to the act of setting and achieving goals. Like you can actually create that level of addiction. And I, I use that word with caution. So please understand, I'm not saying that it, it might not be an actual addiction, but it can get to that level. But you're, the dopamine that you produce is very powerful. And if you're dopamine dominant, it means you're a hyper responder to that. So you could be prone to those behaviors. Okay. So why does that matter? Because neurotransmitters control everything. So if we know that you're a dopamine dominant individual and you're just feeling like crap, you're, you have no energy, you have no motivation. Well, we probably want to assess the dopamine system as a whole. We probably want to assess dopamine levels and make sure that you're doing the proper things from a training, nutrition, and lifestyle standpoint to support dopamine. It could be a very simple fix that gets you feeling a million times better. And if you're feeling better and you're feeling more like yourself and you're more naturally motivated through the process, well, you will absolutely stay more consistent and you will see better results. Okay. So 
again, we can look at various things. If somebody is having trouble sleeping, we might say we might be able to determine that it's a serotonin issue. We might be able to determine that it's a GABA issue. Both are neurotransmitters that inhibit brain activity. So it calms the brain down. It gets you ready for bed, for rest and digest mode. Um, specifically GABA, working with your circadian rhythm, shutting down the brain like that hard stop, whereas serotonin is more of a, a modulator, but it could also be serotonin. It could be either one, but those are very simple things to address if somebody is not sleeping well or you're, you know, you're, you're wired at night or you're super tired in the morning we might be able to start, we might be able to connect some of those dots back to a specific neurotransmitter or neurotransmitter system. Um, if you're feeling like you're having these wild mood swings, if you're feeling overly emotional, if you're feeling like you emotionally eat or you get um, this heightened sense of, of comfort from food, but then you go into a guilt and shame spiral, we might be able to pinpoint glutamate as the issue there. If you can't focus well, if you have brain fog, if you're struggling completing tasks, we might be able to focus on acetylcholine. So you understand where I'm going with this. The neurotransmitter system and your dominant neurotransmitter system drives your behavior. So anytime we see red flags, like we, we want to understand the behavior tendencies of an individual who has the dominant neurotransmitter system that you know that you have. So if you're dopamine dominant, if you're serotonin dominant, if you're adrenaline dominant, understand what those behaviors look like. And then we know when there are any red flags present and we can address that system as a whole. I'm hope I hope this makes sense. Like myself, I'm adrenaline dominant. Because I'm adrenaline dominant, I know what that behavior looks like that I get bored very easily, that I need variety in my life, that I can go from very quiet and insecure to very loud and confident once adrenaline kicks in. I know that I'm a people pleaser. I know that I'm a procrastinator. I know that I'm indecisive, right? So knowing what adrenaline dominance looks like based off of my personality traits, then I can make informed decisions at, about how to protect that system as a whole. For example, because I want to support adrenaline, I have to manage stress. Adrenaline was not created to be activated for long periods of time. It's kind of like this short burst system to help you in fight or flight mode. But if we keep adrenaline elevated for too long, then our receptors can get desensitized very quickly. That is especially problematic for somebody like myself, who is a type 2A, type 2As are adrenaline dominant. We also have to be cognizant of dopamine and supporting dopamine because adrenaline is fabricated downstream from dopamine. So if we're not producing enough dopamine, then by proxy, we might have a hard time producing enough adrenaline, which will make us feel like crap. We will not be as confident. We will not be as capable. We'll lose focus. We'll feel fatigue. We won't be able to perform well, and it'll impact our recovery. Not a good formula for success. Not a good formula for enjoying the process, right? So understanding the red flags that might happen and looking at the system as a whole, now we can start to input training, nutrition, and lifestyle pieces in place to support, in my example, 
adrenaline. So I need to support the adrenaline system as a whole, which means a lot of stress management, right? Because adrenaline is that stress response, but we don't want to keep it elevated for too long. So stress management, super important. Quality sleep, super important. Um, dopamine support, really important. I started taking our dopamine support product and it's made a world of difference. Now, I think supplementation is, is, a, is a viable option. It doesn't have to be the option. But the way that I see it is if there's low-hanging fruit and I can give my body the raw materials to produce more dopamine, especially when I want to get up in the morning and train. And lately, I just haven't been feeling like it. There has not been that same level of motivation or focus. I noticed it on day one, and Mel can back me up on this because she noticed it on day one as well. She is also adrenaline dominant. We were feeling the same way. We were dragging ass. We were both like just not into the whole workout routine. We both took our, our dopamine support product. Day one, she was like, do you feel like you're kind of superhuman right now? I was like, absolutely. I've never been this focused. I feel this sense of like, I need to get after it right now and get shit done. That's the power of being able to address what system needs to be supported and how and putting the pieces in place. Now, so like I said, supplementation is just one option. It's not the option, right? We can support dopamine through consuming adequate protein. We can support it through getting outside in nature, getting some sunlight, stress management, listening to music, adequate sleep, right? There's plenty of ways, walking, plenty of things that we can do to support dopamine. But supplementation is also on the table. Um, if you have not yet checked out our Neurotype supplement line, I highly recommend you do so. You can just go to the website, neurotypetraining.com. At the top, there's a, at the header, there is a, uh, whatever you call it, there's a column that says pop supplements. Um, you just click on that and you'll see all of the Neurotype bundles and also the specific neurotransmitter support supplements. Just check it out. See if it makes sense for you. Um, again, I'm just using my example of not feeling motivated to train, not feeling it at the gym, not feeling super engaged in the process and using that because I check all the other boxes, right? I eat well, I eat enough protein. That's never a problem for me. I really care about my sleep. It's a huge priority in my life. I do my best with managing stress and you know, I get out for a walk every day. I get outside, I get out for a walk, I get some sun on my skin, I do what I need to do, and I listen to music every day, all dopamine-supporting activities. But I still wasn't feeling it, so I went to supplementation, and that was it. Like, super, super simple. Um, but the point being is, if we know the dominant system that drives your behavior then we can understand the necessary steps to take to get you feeling your best, to get you enjoying the process and staying more consistent. When you are, let's, let's go back to uh, dopamine dominant because I like to use real examples. By the way, type 1As and type 1Bs are dopamine dominant. Type 2A, adrenaline. Uh, type 2B, glutamate is the main driver of behavior and type 3 is serotonin. Um, just so you have a basic understanding. And if you haven't taken the personality assessment yet, you can do that on the website. Uh, it's neurotypetraining.com. 
Uh, same website as the supplements. You would just click on the assessment tab. That's the word I was looking for before, not column. The assessment tab and not the supplement tab. Um, so you could do everything right from there. And when you take get when you take the assessment, you'll get your results back and click through the PDF and read through all the types and see which one resonates with you the most because it's not going to be a hundred percent accurate. Um, I want you to also look. You know, it's about ninety some percent, but there's human error. Uh, human error involved in, in the test. So read through the different types and see which one resonates with you. Um, so let's go back to our, our dopamine dominant individual. That person is typically going to be a hyper responder to increases in dopamine because they have high dopamine sensitivity or high levels of dopamine or both. So Dopamine-seeking behaviors might include, like I mentioned, drug use, eating fast food or hyperpalatable foods, taking risks, you know, a strong desire to win, super goal-driven individual. Because dopamine is that pleasure-seeking neurotransmitter, that it's that reward center of the brain is, is hyper-responsive. So if you're extroverted, if, if you fit those characteristics, that might, that might be you. So where's the connection between nutrition and training? Once we identify that we're working with a dopamine dominant individual, we can construct a training and nutrition plan that supports dopamine production and sensitivity. Now it goes beyond that because we also have to look at the lifestyle variables, like I mentioned, but the worst thing in the world that can happen to a dopamine dominant person is to deplete dopamine or desensitize their dopamine receptors. Depleting dopamine can, can occur when your brain produces too much dopamine. So it's like you become addicted, like I mentioned, to your body's own dopamine. You keep seeking out behaviors to constantly get more and more and more. It's like you obsessively check social media all day. By the way, blue lights increase dopamine. You get a dopamine hit every single time you open social media. Every single time you get a little notification. The brilliant engineering of social media sites hit on our dopamine receptors with every little detail to the coloring of the apps, to the notification coloring. So when you get a notification that you somebody liked your Instagram post, you will get a dopamine hit every single time, which is why you might find yourself going on Instagram, closing it out, and no more than three seconds later, you're back on checking it again. That's because you might be very um, sensitive to dopamine. Even people who are not sensitive to dopamine are susceptible to this behavior because we all crave the dopamine response. Some people just crave it more than others. Some people do really risky things just for getting that dopamine response. Now, they don't know that they're actively pursuing a dopamine hit, but that's what their behavior indicates. Hopefully that makes sense. So, you check your device, you get that dopamine hit, you keep doing it, you keep doing it, and your brain keeps producing more until you run out of the raw materials to make any more dopamine, in which case you feel you end up depleting dopamine and feeling like absolute garbage. It'll feel like you got hit by a truck. You'll have no motivation, no joy, no energy. You'll just feel like a shell of yourself and wonder what the hell happened. This can also occur if dopamine is activated for too long and you desensitize your dopamine receptors. Typically, dopamine depletion is more common. Um, so from a nutrition standpoint, we want to support dopamine. For this person, we want to eat a high-protein diet 
that gives us more absorption of L-tyrosine, which is the precursor for dopamine. So again, and that's why our formulation with the dopamine product has the precursors for dopamine so that your body can create its own dopamine. So it's not replacing, it's not like a bioidentical hormone where you're doing the job for your body. So it stops doing the job on its own. We're providing the materials that, so that your body can continue and your brain can continue doing its natural process for, for creating dopamine, for producing dopamine. We're just giving it the raw materials to make it easier. So higher protein diet, we keep fats higher, a little bit lower on carbs because we want to favor dopamine production over serotonin. If we have higher carbs, that would favor serotonin production, which for some people might be the way to go. For a serotonin dominant individual, now we want to look at flipping that. We want higher carbs, a little bit lower fats because we want to support serotonin production. Now, this can also be time specific. If I want to increase serotonin at certain times, I can increase my carb intake like after a workout where I want my brain and my nervous system to shut down. Serotonin will help with that. So carbs after training makes a lot of sense. Carbs before bed makes a lot of sense, right? We're trying to rest and digest. Okay. So, um, so we keep fats a little bit higher, carbs a little bit lower. Food quality becomes extremely important. Dopamine dominant individuals typically have trouble with sugary foods, fast foods because of the dopamine response. So food quality is important. And then too much stress on the system can also create issues. So we need proper sleep recovery. From a training standpoint, we want to program in a way that allows for a dopamine dominant individual to win each workout, to feel that sense of accomplishment. The reward is I put more weight on the bar. I lifted heavier. I lifted more explosively. Dopamine dominant individuals crave that feeling of winning the workout. So something that's neurologically demanding, heavy weights, progressive overload, high intensity, and a bit lower in volume because too much volume will increase the production of adrenaline. And if we're converting too much dopamine to adrenaline, then we are at risk of depleting dopamine through that pathway. Hopefully that makes sense. Lifestyle standpoint, manage stress, get outside, go for walks, listen to music, get some sunlight, participate in some form of self-care, prioritize quality sleep. One of the best things that I started doing for myself is I picked up journaling again. Um, I've got a little streak going on. I'm hoping to keep that going. Uh, so. Do something for yourself each day from a stress management standpoint. It doesn't have to be journaling, but it can be meditation or deep breathing or whatever it is for you. Um, do it and make sure that you're prioritizing your self-care, all things that will help support dopamine. Um, stress management is important across the board, but it, it helps to understand the reason why. And this is just one example to see the role that your personality plays in all of this. We look at the same concepts with adrenaline dominant serotonin dominant, glutamate dominant, the plans will be different even within each neurotype. This is the key when it comes to personalization because every single plan will be different, but there are some broad like basic concepts when it comes to neurotransmitter support that we can implement for each personality type. And then we can refine based off of the individual and their work life and the stress in their life and their family life and the things that matter to them like this is the key to the success that we experience with our one-on-one -on -one clients. Once we have the neurotype principles in place, we can look at supporting proper metabolic function through our phase that we call metabolic priming. 
Effectively, we want to make sure that you're eating enough, that you're establishing quality habits that will serve you for life. And oftentimes this is where, because we're removing stress from the body again, right? We're removing stress. This is a common theme. Removing stress by working with your nature and we're removing stress by supporting your metabolism. We're implementing quality habits that serve as the foundation for what we do during this metabolic priming phase. A lot of people notice the biggest changes, both, both physically and mentally. Physically, they start to see body comp improvements. Mentally, they start to feel better, more energy, better mood, better performance, better recovery, more confident. They just see the process working and it gives them that sense of, you know what? I can do this. I can do this forever. And that's really what we want. And then the last thing that we do is we ensure that everything supports the life that you want to live. Because none of this matters if you can't enjoy yourself. If you're not able to live your life to the fullest, if you're not able to experience the things that you value, that you want to experience, then none of this shit matters. So we have to make sure that we're accounting for the life that you desire as an individual. And when you combine these three core phases, neurotyping, metabolic priming, lifestyle integration, you get the POP one-on-one coaching program. There, it, hopefully it makes sense. Like I really hope that right now you're seeing a level of understanding. Like It just clicks. There's that light bulb as to, number one, why hasn't anything else worked in the past? Because there is no such thing as a cookie cutter way to success or a one-size-fits-all approach to success. There has to be this level of personalization. And number two, understanding what you need to do to get to where you want to be, right? You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. You have to take a different approach. And if this approach sounds like something that could be helpful for you, all you have to do is go back to the website that I've been mentioning, neurotypetraining.com. Click on learn more about one-on-one coaching. There's a tab for one-on-one coaching. It shouldn't be hard to find. And you can fill out an application and see if it's a good fit uh, for our pro. We'll always be honest with you. If you're not a good fit, we will tell you you're not a good fit. If we can point you in the right direction, we will point you in the right direction. But most importantly is to take action. So you can go to the neurotypetraining.com site. You can check out the supplements. You can check out the personality assessment. And you can check out one-on-one coaching. That should literally give you everything you need to take control of your situation and to create the results that you desire. If nothing else, I hope that this explains a little bit about why your personality is in, your personality is so important and why we look at that first before we start getting into anything else. Um, if it makes sense, let me know. I would love to hear from you and I will talk to you guys very soon.